Hello and welcome to the Bizpreneur podcast. I'm Kevin Ross and I'll be diving deep into conversation with entrepreneurs, hearing their stories, the highs, lows, tips, tricks and tactics, and most importantly to see where we can learn and hopefully be inspired. Well, hello, how are you? Welcome to episode 13 of the Bizpreneur podcast. Today I'm chat to James Maher of Maher Media. We speak about how his business went from a hobby to being a full-time seven-day profession. He tells us about some of the businesses that he's working with and also a couple of stories from behind the scenes. Really casual, fun chat with James. I hope you enjoy it. Please give us a tag, Evil Charmander and Bizpreneur podcast. Uh, I'll say that again, Evil Charmander, just like the Pokemon. Yeah, thank you very, very much for tuning in. Enjoy. Everyone just presumed I was with them, so I just got in everywhere. I spent five days in West Cork. I was told that is a totally different box of frogs to regular Cork. I am not a businessman. I play with cameras, so I do my Google spreadsheets to the best of my ability, and I hand that problem to my accountant at the end of the year. You know, you went and you bought clothes. I was like, yeah. And he was like, no. I was like, okay. Never plan past your first roadblock was one of the things that I learned very early on. I got more done in the, and I was happier doing it in two hours before I started working in Riles than if I sat at my laptop from six o'clock in the evening to 11 o'clock at night with a melted brain. If I'm planning about what I want to do in six months, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. Mr. James Maher, you are very welcome to the Bistrepreneur Podcast. Howdy. <laughs> Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'm, my name is James Maher and uh, I'm from Tralee and the term I've settled on what I do is I run a media production company. There was all filmographer, videographer, photographer around, but no, yeah, I settled on running a media production company. So just to give uh, listeners a bit of a background, myself and James actually know each other for a couple of years. We met going back probably four years now, is it? Four years ago? Oh, Even you're more. talking. Like, when did I start in Royals? I started in Royals in 2015, so it would have been that Christmas, wouldn't it? Yeah, so Dude, that is... Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Royal Menswear is, I suppose they sell premium menswear in Tralee. So a friendship just blossomed, and here we are today, recording after James leaving Royals and starting his own business. So did you. Start starting several businesses, I might add. <laughs> Um, but no, I didn't. I, I yeah, I suppose yeah. <laughs> so go on anyway, right? Bring it right back to the start. Where did it all begin? Was it a love for business? Was it always a love for photography and videography, or did it just come out of the blue? Go back right to the God, start. From the start, right? Well, to be honest, like going way back, in, like I had no experience with any cameras or taking pictures or any interest in anything creative or artistic. And then I started working in Royal Menswear, a suit shop. I was running their Facebook page and was taking pictures on my phone, and I got kind of sick of that. So I was talking with Joe Hanley, one of the guys who was frequenting in the shop, and he's a photographer, and he was just like, "I have a camera there, I'll sell it to you." I'm like, "Cool beans." So I bought that, and it was like a Sony DSC-HX60, one of those little bridge cameras, you know, you turn it on, the lens comes out of it. Oh, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. It was not. It was trash. <laughs> um, but the <laughs> then... Poor Joe <laughs> on camera. Joe is, Joe is known locally as a snapper. Uh, he is stuck in every event, and he's in all the papers. Yeah. Oh, yeah on anyway. He's such a dude. Um, but yeah, then... God, give it a couple of months, uh, give it like January the next year, and I bought my Sony A6000. It's like a 
starter DSLR or mirrorless camera you can change the lens in it and I thought that thing was amazing because like yeah I could swap lenses on it and was riding around the carry on my motorcycle like taking landscape photos and posting my I started a Facebook page called carry photography there way back in the day and was posting all my bits and pieces to that and like that was just gaining traction I got about a thousand followers on it or something um yeah then uh, so the motorcycle thing ended up not going too well and I couldn't really go riding around uh, taking my landscape photos anymore so ended up switching over and doing portraits uh, kind of like neon with like lights that I found around town just cool things um, ended up going to Dublin a couple of times to do that uh, that was that was really difficult but I kind of liked just making photos and videos and things like that and it was coming up to Pancake Tuesday actually god this would be back in 2018 I was just sitting in the sitting room I, uh, I was in just a pile of depression and like anxiety I hated everything I was like because I just spent like a couple of grand on a new camera and was doing nothing with it and I just eat myself up and it was just like, right, go make pancakes and make a video about it. And yeah, I did that. And I remember this. Yeah, I remember you commented this. on yeah, it. That's yeah. still, oh, I found that there the last day actually somewhere. It was like a full on, like a promotional video on pancakes. Oh, fact about it. But yeah, I made that and that was, that was really fun and uh, it was just good crack. And then like throughout 2018, I just started showing up to random events and filming them and like making highlight reels for them. Uh, so there was the Clarny 4th of July, there was the Tree Food Festival. Managed to get a press pass for Dublin Comic Con, and from there I was invited to J-Con. I went out to the stall to the Vintage and Threshing Rally. You just wanted something to record and just to post up online. Literally, I just wanted something to record. I, I, I did something for Puck Fair as well, um, just walking around. One that stands out in my mind is the 4th of July in Killarney. That was good crack, oh my god. James had permission signed from the council. James had everything organised with everyone to have permission to go within... The, the boundary lines he had everything started didn't you James? Oh god no I showed up with my camera on a stick there was a TV company down from like TG Cahar or something like that and they were around filming and everyone just presumed I was with them so I just got in everywhere and like there was people there with cameras being pushed oh no you're not allowed in here oh you've got a stick yeah come but on I just played along I just went with this it was kind of funny too there was like some of the camera crew were like oh you're, you're here that's grand that's grand I can go somewhere else they're like I'm not with you. How many thousand views did that video end up getting afterwards? That did fairly yeah, well. Yeah, that did, and that did well that enough. And I remember you were saying how work came on from that. Yeah, people yeah. People saw that video. So yeah, from everything that is kind of ra- <laughs> running around filming, I managed to cram together a highlight reel to go live with on, uh, in 2019. And I put that up and managed to get just bits and pieces out of that. Yeah, there was five or six events that I filmed in 2018. So up to that, none of them were paid. They were just you going out there just trying to get content. Oh, nothing was paid. Literally for a year, getting content, learning how to edit. Cause like I didn't go to college. I watched YouTube videos in the morning. I'm just learning bits and pieces and like trying to figure things out. And they take me like an hour to figure out something that realistically should have taken five minutes. But yeah, then God, a year later and four of those events hired me back like actually offered to pay me and I was like wow and it was coming up to July then and I was like finally starting like I'd done a video in town for top part and like I, I didn't even ask to be paid for that they paid me for it anyway and I was like what the hell I was like I was just doing it because I thought it was fun and for the crack like and then people wanted to pay me for it what was that like because you're working with a, like a, a nationwide they have something like 17 shops around the country yeah yeah it's just something like that and I just reached out to the mask could I do a promo video for the shop just for the crack and they were like yeah sure cool beans and yeah they ended up paying me for it and I was kind of then I was just like I might be able to do this for a job and I can't remember if I actually ever sat there and thought about that but I just kind of ended up you know getting more interest getting asking for people and but it got to the stage there where I needed to know where I was going to be in two weeks 
and I needed like two and three days off in two weeks, but like that wasn't happening with the shop. So I just kind of, it was July 1st and I kind of packed it in. I was like, right, let's, let's go for it. Um, I was working from my laptop most of the time from like the sitting room table or even down in the Bank of Ireland because they had that workspace down there. Anywhere and everywhere, coffee shops, that kind of thing. That's great because like they have the internet there and everything and it's like a full enterprise hub. I actually filmed uh, the launch for Bank of Ar- for that Bank of Ireland thing too. That was another thing that dropped on my highlight reel. Did you get that from actually just sitting down there and they're asking you what you're doing or how did you get in- end up getting that deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Pat Pat Carmody. He was one of the he was one of the managers in there at the time. Uh, came over started talking to me and said oh we're actually having a launch for this thing if you're interested like we have no budget for it i was like that's grand i don't mind yeah it's like a more content more getting in with all these people and networking Uh, absolutely and like i was in a room with some of the biggest business heads in Kerry, and it was just like cool beans but yeah then i ended up getting a desk above a coffee shop in um truly madden's cafe they have sort they had sort of a creative suite upstairs and they just gave me a desk for helping with the projects and i was there for about six months then i moved out of the house i was in and uh, moved into a bigger place just so i could have an office i like oh my god working because like uh, i did a lot of work in my desk in my room and like Jesus, when your entire work is like three feet from your bed, it just puts you in a bad headspace. I found when I moved into the house I'm in now, it, the first thing was which room, not where the bedrooms were or not where anything yeah, yeah. was or buying appliances or was it, which room was the office going to be because I knew that I could do the work in there and then walk out because yeah, what exactly. was happening at home was I had it with me in the sitting room, I had it with me in the dining room, I had it up in the bedroom, I had it sitting on the bed, and it just wasn't on, like, you know, whereas you can just walk out of this room and just leave it behind you, and that's it, you know? Yeah, like, I have my big desktop set up now, my two screens, and, like, uh, going back to working in a laptop, I'm, j- I'm just not going to do that. So you were basically basing yourself out of Madden's, then you were in the Bank of Ireland, and then you started getting, I suppose, money... You had left Riles. Yeah, I left Riles at that stage. Make this a thing where it can pay the bills. Yeah, pretty much. And it was just slow start, but it was through contacts that I made from Riles that I actually got it. Ended up getting a lot of my work. Like uh, Ken Tobin from the Trilly Chamber Alliance got me to do bits and pieces, and then like people would see that video, ask the Trilly Chamber Alliance who did that for you. They'd say me, and like the same thing happened with uh, Orla Diffley actually is one of my favourite people to work with I absolutely love her she runs Upfront Model Management and uh, the week I was leaving Riles she called in to pick up a couple of suits for a shoot that she was on I was like oh it's going to be my last day working or giving these to you and she's like oh like what are you, what are you doing so I'm going doing video stuff and I was like oh can I have your card but yeah I ended up doing something for the Stoll races for her then something for um, honestly I was just her handy video guy she had a small project going on but then God, give it the start of last year then, and she offered me a short-term contract with RTE doing video segments for the Today Show. Okay, wow. That was that was insane. Like, And then had you to like edit all them and get them TV standard to send them to Dublin, or what was the story? Oh, that was funny, actually, right. So the gear that I was using at the time wasn't good enough okay. to uh, shoot that TV quality, so... Um, so another person running a production company actually ended up lending me gear and giving me a couple of notes too on a new editing software because the editing software that I was using wouldn't wasn't good enough to use this footage for TV or to edit this footage in for TV. So 
I had about three days to learn how to use new equipment and a new editing software before we were shooting for RTE, and then another four days after that to have like a deliverable file to be broadcast on Irish television. And I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, let, let, let chance that. I can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can do that. I was just like, I literally, watch, when she rang me over the phone, uh, she says, okay, so I've already said you're up for this, but I thought I should check. And my exact response was, Orla, sure, you know me. I'll chance anything. <laughs> and yeah, so that went fantastic. Yeah, I actually can't believe how well that went. You mentioned Ken Tobin, who is owner of Yummy Cafe, but he also owns the HQ. He owns Workbase.ie. He started the Nightmare Realm. Nightmare, like the one that was in my car. He originally started the Nightmare Realm. Get yeah. out! Oh my god. Yeah, I was in his office one day and I was there looking up, and there was like an airsoft mask. I was like, oh, are you into airsofting? He's like, no, no, it's uh, one of my old businesses. I was like, oh, which one? The Nightmare Realm. I remember going to that in college. That's mad. Yeah, 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 me too. I had absolutely no idea that that was his. Like, you actually wouldn't have a clue. But anyways, um, he owns uh, the HQ and Tree, which is like a... Uh, it's a shared workspace and, like, you can... Yeah, shared workspace, so there's different offices in there. There's hot desks, there's a meeting room you can rent. There's then, like, God, they've got some of the best connection, internet connection in Kerry. I've used it. I mean, it was when I couldn't stick to being at home and found that I was getting distracted by every single thing that either someone walked in the door or my dad asked me, will you hang out the clothes or will you do something like, you know, and whereas you go here and you're in an environment where everyone else is working yeah, and it's just, you're just there to work, there's nothing else. If you're there to scroll on social media and to procrastinate, well then it's your own tough look like, but... Um, I found it great. I was there. I actually was in their branch in Listowel as well. They have one in Tralee and Listowel. They have another one opening up in Abbeyfield. Wow. Okay. It's opened up in Abbeyfield. Okay. I, I do, uh, I've done the videos for the ones in... There's two in Tralee. There's one in Abbeyfield. And there's a new one under the Workbase.ie brand after opening up in Abbeyfield. In an old bank. This is so cool. It's like... You, they, they have the old vault in there and you can actually use that as a meeting room for clients and things like it's 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 so cool in there but like it's definitely a recommendation to any listeners just want a place to go and like we were saying there about having an office space having some place to go and not having your bedroom and your own area for your own social time even it's a great because you actually get to meet people and you might be walking to the kettle or you might be going, leaving, or coming in, and you meet someone, you say, what do you do? And what do you do? And then a LinkedIn request comes after that, and then you start chatting the next time you come in, you know, so it's great. And James, so the business went from, literally, got a camera off Joe, started snapping, going around in your motorbike, taking photographs, then eventually you to leave Royals because you couldn't get the time off and it was a day here and then it was going to be two weeks ahead after plan another two days off and it just wasn't feasible. Yeah, like I needed the freedom to plan shoots yeah. where I didn't while I was working a full-time job. And you made the move, you left and paid clients start to come in. So where did it all go from there? But I ended up working a lot with a company, a local company actually, Krua Outdoors. These are my all-time favorite clients. I absolutely love working with them. They're a tent company based here in Tralee. Okay. And just uh, I love being outside. I love hiking. I love camping. God, if you follow me on Instagram, I spend more time outside than inside. What is your Instagram? Uh, Evil Charmander. Evil Charmander. That's Pokemon, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so Krua Outdoors. Krua is hard in Irish. So the hard outdoors. Okay. Right. Um, well, they make super high-end tents. What was it like working for them? Um, like, because obviously they were a paid client. Yeah, they were a paid client for me. And like the first video I shot with them was for a Kickstarter campaign. It was like their version two of one of their hammock products. 
That ended up raising 756,000 US dollars on uh, Kickstarter. It was my first time doing anything properly professional, so honestly it was a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Like we were, into, we were working with a company uh, based over in Tel Aviv called Tross. They specialize in Kickstarter campaigns and they'll plan out your video and everything like that. Okay. And they sent us over storyboards that we had to shoot each scene with and put it together and edit it. And it was so much fun because honestly it was just fil it was filming in a forest and like how can't you be happy if you're in a forest. Who else are you working with? God, a couple of the cool ones I've done over the last year would have been the horse course last year was so much fun. Uh, a woman named Philippa Christie who runs the Equine Academy where it's a properly fitted piece of headgear to communicate with the horse rather than actually try to control it by yanking this piece of metal side to side between their teeth. So she runs this course and it's a six month course and yet she get, you get a certification out of it so you can go and get a job out of this. She obviously with the pandemic and everything like that, everything being moved online, yeah, she gave me a call and was just like, I grew up with horses and she was thrilled to hear about that. I spent five days in West Cork I was told that is a totally different box of frogs to regular cork. <laughs> um, but I was, uh, yeah, I was down in West Cork for five days filming horses, getting all the scenic B-roll and things like that. And that was just, that was just amazing. We got an Airbnb and it was just on the side of a cliff and you could just walk down and oh, I just spent like an hour and a half every night chilling there. And I suppose there's high points and low points of the business. At this stage, you're in business how many years now? Mm. God, going on three in July. Wow, okay. Yeah. What was the peak moment where you were like, class? The best part has to be the adventures. I spent five days in Cork filming horses. I've been up to Sligo for Irish water. I was flown to Germany to shoot a wedding, and that was just, that was incredible. I spent two wow. days. a wedding in Germany, that's yeah, so cool. Yeah, it was cool. an old friend of mine, and it was, it was an old friend of mine, so I wouldn't, like, not a professional, like, they found me and they wanted me. It was an old friend of mine, and he flew me out so I could shoot his wedding, which was, that was, that was a lot of fun. But I had two days to mess around in Frankfurt, and that was an absolute vibe. And just down to Darmstadt for the wedding. I love working with the different ecological organizations. Like, um, I've done a lot of work with the Tidy Towns, uh, Clean Coasts. Clean Coasts are fantastic to work for. They run the beach cleanups and things like that. I've done work with the Maharese Dune Conservation Association. Um, Untashka recommended me to the Unquil Bjog, which is a new project I'm working on. And again, that's just about being outdoors and getting people involved with... Uh, and, like, and again, that's just... Uh, I'll do what James did to me. <laughs> <laughs> James helped me out with a job in the college. I couldn't string two words together that day. And James' thing is, after every mistake and he wants to start the audio again, he just clapped his hands. Oh, you're going to pull that on me here, sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> You've mentioned all these different clients. Was there a moment where you were like, this is the best part about the business so far? that you will not forget. I do remember there was a moment where it says like, I'm actually doing this. Like this is, this is actually my job now. And I'm, I'm past, you know, getting started putting my portfolio together. Like people want me to do videos because they like working with me instead of, oh, this guy, I've heard of this guy there. He's handy. They, 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 they already know me. It would have been, um, Tralee ran a TEDx production in October last year and Brian Carr organized it. And Basically, rang me, said he'd gotten other quotes in and like other people were interested, but he wanted me to do it. And I wasn't doing that by myself, so I ended up actually hiring Aidan Fitzgerald, uh, who's another filmmaker based out in Dingle. And yeah, I, God, I was sitting up in the crow's nest, stuffing back my rap, and I was just like, what the hell? Like, I'm actually doing, like, we're running the, what? TEDx. When like, did this happen? That's major, right? I was like, 
it everything's just happened so fast and I don't actually get like I'm constantly doing something there's so much to do always so much to think about well 17 speakers over 12 hours I had Aiden up top running up camera I, I was running two down on the ground so like so after each speaker I had to hit stop recording on my on my main camera run out back around sprint all the way down and around to the backstage come out onto stage and like restart the record hit the swap batteries and then sprint all the way back to get to my main camera before the next speaker came on James lost two stone that day I <laughs> did <laughs> running sweating oh, like up and down stairs god that was good crack though we got a really nice t-shirt out of it though I know the last time you showed me your whole merchandise from all different places. Oh you, God, you my little trophy with. shelf. And it's like loads of different businesses yeah. and there are little figurines and you know, mascots. Oh, like I'm looking at the bathrooms for you, Duck, a bottle of water from the Rose Hotel, Crua catalogs, Crua hats. There's a bottle of champagne that Orla Diffley gave me after the TEDx thing. There's a mask from Safety Matters. Class. Then we go to the total opposite side. The lowest point, I suppose. The lowest part has to be, like, my old camera needed replacing and I just bought a new one and I was actually on a shoot and was changing the lens and using the little blower thing to um, clear some dust off the screen. But something shot out of the blower and hit the screen dead center, or hit the sensor dead center and bricked the camera. My first shoot with it, I was on a job and this was my first shoot with the camera. I just dropped like two grand on the camera. I was kind of in the, still in the depths of like, um, a lot of depression and anxiety that I was going through from, God, you're talking way back in the day then. So that really, really messed me up. And I rang my, like I had the camera insured and everything like that, but because it broke during cleaning, my insurance didn't cover it. And oh my God, I, I just didn't know what to do. 2,000 euros. I was just sitting on my bedroom floor, like just complete and utter blank just completely numb there oh god that was probably the lowest point you were saving and saving saving you were maintaining yourself living trying to make this business work and then all of a sudden then you pay two thousand euros for this camera that you worked to get to and a first job pop gone yeah that was one of the worst kicks in the balls i've ever gotten and what actually happened in the end? What did you do? How did you resolve? I put on your big boy pants and fix a problem. I went back to using my old camera. That was grand. It like it was like to be. It was the same camera, but there was just some damage to the sensor. So I got away with it by cropping in and uh, shooting intelligently and avoiding things and you know careful placement of dark things. Had you any comeback on that other camera, or was that just literally a total write up? Oh God, no! That was completely bricked. And at the time, you just had to make do with what you had. Just keep going yeah. but do you remember that day in Belly High <laughs> oh <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that might be another bad part I got James a job for one of his first gigs out in Belly High and he came why are you just outing me like this we were over in Belly High and we were at the beach and we were taking pictures of buses and it was one of my clients and we were doing it and the next thing James was like yeah okay right yeah let's get the bus and we had them all moved and this bus company had like five or six buses organised and next thing boom James goes for taking a picture and realised he doesn't have an SD card to save the picture oh <laughs> yeah the, I, James I remember you with that I felt so sorry for you oh no the camera was worse the camera was was way worse. Probably one of the lower points was so yeah. I used to just travel around. Uh, got south of Kerry. No better place to do landscape photos on my motorcycle, my Honda CBF two fifty. Um, moved up to a bigger bike then, and literally like two weeks after that, 
bike. Ah, uh, like this is, <laughs> I mentioned it didn't pan out. That is what I mean. It was in, um, uh, ended up being in a motorcycle accident and like the 1st of August, 2017. And that wasn't long after you had left Wales, was it? No, no, no. Cause Christ, no, it wasn't. That was only like a couple of months. Yeah. So you had left, tried yeah. to start and then you were kind of you know, doing your videos here and there at different events just to build up a bit of a portfolio and everything else like that. And then crashed. Yeah. Like, I ended up coming out of that with two broken wrists, and, God, my brains were turned to mashed potatoes. Like, uh, gave me a lot of memory issues over... They got a lot better, but um, still not 100%, but, God, it was way worse. Like, I'd have a five-minute conversation with someone, and literally a half an hour later, I would have no recollection of ever meeting that person. Well, yeah, that's where the notebooks came from. Uh, I just started writing down things, and then, like, you know, build the habit of going back and checking it every 10 minutes because you have no idea what you wrote in there 10 minutes ago when i started into it life was kind of at a consistently low point i was going through a lot of anxiety a lot of depression like jesus i'd spend hours just sitting on my bed just staring at my wall not even thinking just complete and utter blank um ended up going to jigsaw then a mental health organization doing my sessions with them yeah i got my head straight and that really cleared everything up and let me just think better and I suppose that helped you to actually prepare yourself to say, look, I'm going to make the change. I'm going to leave Rylemans or leave my wage every week and go into work then. Yeah, yeah. I was sort of, I was, I got to the stage where I was actually just so sick of being in that state. I just had to do something else. Um, whether that was quitting the job and moving back home or going to college. You've done quite well, James. I think you've done quite well. You know, just making a play at the camera stuff. I think it's gone grand enough now, I, I must say that. Uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's panned out all right so far, you know. I'm not going to be complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing well. Every time I meet you, I'm like, well, what's going on? Well, Jeannie Mackers, I've been in Galway and then I was up to Dublin. Probably a duck or a horse involved somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, holy mother of God, that is um, <laughs> a lot of information to take in. Uh, sure, like, you know, once it's all in the notebook, you don't really forget about things. Yeah, oh no, you and your notebook, I mean. <laughs> to hell with the phone. Oh, I've got, like, literally, I've got one, two, three, four, five. I don't know how you deal with that, James, because... I five when their arms reach at the moment, like. I told James, yeah, so we're going to do it on Wednesday evening. And he was like, yeah, grand, yeah, fine. And I was like, and I text you straight away. I was like, yeah, put it into your floor. calendar. And he was like, uh, no, I'm going to write it in a notepad. And I'm just like going to go on. The notepad isn't going to scream at you to say, yeah, it's happening in an hour's time, you know? Um, and then he said, just... No, but my compulsively checking that notebook 50 times a day, Will. <laughs> like, I'm after getting this invention. Oh, my God. Um, I've already spoken about it before in the introduction to the season. It's your but remarkable thing. Remarkable. It is. Yeah. The bee's knees. I had as many... Actually, I'm going to show you. These are all my notepads. Right? And this is the problem. This is the issue. I can beat anyone with this. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can beat everyone with this, right? You're probably going to see this on Instagram sometime. It's, this is the reason why I changed to Remarkable. These are notepads from every either business or committee or something that I'm stuck in. There is probably, probably 13, if not more. And at Christmas time, I saw this Remarkable where everything is kept on the one pad. It feels like you're actually writing on paper and it is amazing. It has changed my life. You go into your folders and you click 
you know, like I'm part of a GA committee or you're in the, the college or bouncy castles or marketing or whatever it might be and everything's kept there and I just have one little thing that goes around me. So James, yeah, I screw you and your notepads and, and uh, keeping dates. They, they usually end up in a back pocket somewhere and I sit in a puddle or something like that. <laughs> I think my notebook would fare out a lot better than your remarkable if I had it in my back pocket and I sat in yeah, a puddle. I suppose, yeah, out in your trick and true crew for... Oh, uh, uh, fact about it, like, you find a hill, you just gotta walk up. Getting customers, James. Have you ever had to go looking? So, when I did my highlight reel in 2018, I put out, like, you know, Facebook advertising, targeted marketing, all of this kind of stuff. And I got one job out of it, and that was a wet, that was my first wedding that I shot up in. Oh, that was up in Cavan. That was good crack. I had to get buses up to there. Yeah, because you only recently started driving. You are we making around four corners of the country. God, the moose on the trains and buses, and you just made it work. But yeah, God, public transport in Ireland is not great. I got to jobs by whatever means I could. Like I, I don't do weddings often, but I've been asked to do a few, and like I've had the photographer pick me up from my house. I've had I've had a bride's brother pick me up from my house. <laughs> just because like I had no way of getting to the wedding but they wanted me to shoot it yeah but every single solitary job I've gotten has been referrals word of mouth somebody's seen my stuff on LinkedIn I'm, like I don't advertise at all like the Kerry Women's Business Network uh, has given me a lot of work Ellen Sorensen in there the Tree Chamber Alliance has pushed a lot of work my way um on Tashka recommend me to their organizations like Clean Coasts. Um, there's the Leaf organization, the Learning About Forests. I'm working with a Quilt Bug on them, working with Quilta with that. And just recommendations and like, oh, this guy's easy to work with there. And it's like, oh, cool beans. Are you sure? I'd be sitting at home there one day and I just get a random call. It's like, hi, how's it going? I got your number off so and so. Would you be interested in this? I was like, oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anything at all. I'll I, do anything. Anything at all. <laughs> Great. But then, like, um, I was filming in Ashfield College up in Dublin there because uh, one of my one of the marketing people from an, an, another client of mine, she she actually worked with Crew Outdoors, moved to the City Education Group, and yeah, I was, since she likes working with me, any videos that she wants, it, she comes to me. Cool, amazing. How was the actual the business side of it, as in the admin side of it, and the you could say. The bank accounts, the tax, the accountants, the money management. Oh, uh, like, I'm not a businessman. I play with cameras, so I do my Google spreadsheets to the best of my ability, and I hand that problem to my accountant at the end of the year, and I apologize profusely. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> like, I bricked us here. I do, like, I have all my receipts organized in Google Drives and things like that, and I try to make it as easy as I can, but I just give it to him, and I'm, I say, it's like, I'm sorry. It's like... <laughs> I am reckless when it comes to year end and you have to get receipts and invoice and everything else like that. Now, thankfully, since I became a limited company, you have to do your VAT returns every two months, which keeps me on top of things and the accountant keeps it. It's amazing because you have to do it before like the 23rd of every second month or something like that. So... It is great. It is a blessing, but I uh, hate when like, it comes to To put it into perspective how bad I am at this, right? So m my year end is like October something. For the past two years, I've started to do my taxes in November. My accountant said to me there, so yeah, you know you can do this in like March and we'll have it done a lot earlier for you. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. So I, like, wait, I, I waited did until not the last know week. that was a thing. Yeah, I waited until the yeah. last week. Yep, last week too, and there's me stressing out like oh, I don't know how much I'm gonna owe, and I, I like because uh, it's only it's due in October. Correct. 
That's like that's like that's like you have a paper due in two months. So instead of taking that two months to do bits and pieces of it, you cram it all into the night before. Into the night before, when you bring it to them and you come up with a, a bag full of receipts and say, uh, "Here you go." Um, and then yeah. it's a sh- and that's why you see all the accountants there working late up to then. Like uh, like I know. Oh my god! Like I remember going into the accountant and I hadn't a clue. Went over the accounts for the year. And then he just stopped and he just looked at me and I was like, yeah, and he goes, look. You know it's going to be good when you just look. <laughs> I'm the sole trader this time. And I was like, right, and he goes, Kevin, you can't be using your business card to go to McDonald's. Oh, f- yeah, I was doing the exact same thing there. Like, Aldi is like, oh, I'd have to shop. And I was like, like, I'd have to swap money over to the person carrier. There's a business card there. So. And I was just yeah. so embarrassed. Yeah, so, and yeah. he was looking at me, he goes, that's not a business expense. You know, you went and you bought clothes. I was like, yeah. And he was like, no. I was like, okay. So I've never forgotten that. And it's so funny. You see, that is why you stick with gray t-shirts and blue Well, t-shirts. I'll tell you something. I was recently on holidays and I was on the plane. I had my card coming onto the plane. So I got, um, I got <laughs> drinks right when, when we got on. And I paid for them with the card. That was fine. It came to getting more drinks. And I was like, that's fine. Couldn't find my card. And all I had was the company card. And I'm there thinking, do I? Do I not? Do I want the drink? Can I say that this is a company expense? No, I can't because it's on an Erlingus flight. And then I'm going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, ah, YOLO, tap. So yeah, the accountant is probably listening to this now. Yeah, so there's something on that about 24 euros for drinks and that wasn't a business expense. Sorry about that. <laughs> Since you started, lessons you've learned. Lessons I've learned. Oh my God. Well, I've gotten better at keeping track of my books. Like the first year, it's like, yeah, where'd this invoice go? What's this? What's this? What? I was like, oh my God, my, my records are trash. When, when did this come in? I'm like, ah. I don't know. <laughs> there's all the deep philosophical ones. Like, you know, honestly... Never plan past your first roadblock was one of the things that I learned very early on. It was like, I had plan like, you remember me back in the day talking about doing the travel videos and travel photography, and like, then there was all the different things I was going to try to do. Yeah. But like, there were so many roadblocks before I could actually hit those goals that once I hit, once I managed to clear the first roadblock, my plan had changed three times already. So I just kind of stopped planning. Like, you can set a goal for yourself, but planning so far ahead there's going to be so many changes and and you kind of just gotta go with it and adapt with it did covid affect the business so yeah covid so i was there expecting you know to do the town festivals the town events those kind of things and obviously covid hitting kind of said i wasn't going to be doing that anymore uh so i had nothing to do for like two weeks and i was stressing out but then a company named safety matters based in castle gregory no they do safety training courses like uh, first aid manual handling patient handling everything to like abrasive discs and psdp pscp all those kind of things but they obviously couldn't run their courses in person anymore and all the sites were shut down too so another side of their business is like doing all the safety statements all the risk assessments those kind of things they couldn't do any of that so for the better part of the, those first two months or so, I was filming every course that they had. So we started off with their first aid, their manual handling, their patient handling. They were fantastic courses to do. Honestly, I couldn't recommend doing the first aid course. And you learned by be- being behind the camera. Did they actually give you a cert after it? No, 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 no. I never got a cert after it. 
probably asked him for it if I wanted to. And you literally but, um, learned this behind the camera. Yeah. Yeah, I learned, well, to be honest, a lot of the first stage stuff was kind of self-taught because of the longboarding. And, but yeah, some of the more advanced stuff, yeah, no, that was super handy to know. They're a business now, you see it straight away. They adapted very, very quickly. It took them they did it two very, weeks very to say, okay, we're going to need we're going to, need to put our whole business online. We need to record everything. Boom, job done. Yeah, like we've done nearly we've done nearly four hundred videos together. Wow, and that kept you busy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, Patricia and Nolan inside in Safety Matters kept me employed for and kept me off the pandemic unemployment payment for the for a full first lockdown. A lot of other businesses were, and a lot of other organizations, businesses were a lot slower to sort of adapt to the online stuff. Like I ended up doing um, this was highly educational. Ended up being reached out to by UHK, the University Hospital Kerry. They couldn't run their maternity courses in the hospital. So they wanted to do all of them online. So James knows all about maternity and babies and everything else like that. When I say that was fascinating, (laughs) it's about the only word I can describe. Like, I knew nothing. I thought I knew a bit. No, no. If you think you know about this, you don't. Like... (laughs) That was mind-blowingly eye-opening. Like, Mary be there and she'd be like, you know, she'd say her speech and her bit of the lesson and she'd ask me and say, did you get, uh, say, is that okay? Yeah. Wow. That, that, that happens? <laughs> like, that was highly educational. That's but uh, I've done funny. a lot of video work for the UHK then and um, there was also Balavura. They do the... Senior citizens, better balance classes, they needed to do bits and pieces, and then it just sort of snowballed from there. I was still working with Crua because all of their stuff is online, and like throughout the pandemic then, I was working with Orla Diffley on the RTE job. Um, but since my since most of my shoots were small, or me and one other person, they were grand to do. Great. You had those two weeks of crap panic. I had two weeks of crap panic, and then the last two years of... God, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) James, if you had any advice to give to someone that is starting up in business, or in business, and in this industry of photography, or could be anything else, what would you have to say to them? So, you sent me this at 9 o'clock this morning, and I've been thinking about it all day. Like, what advice am I going to give? What can I say? That kind of stuff. And, like, you know, to somebody doing a business and, like, you know, starting a business or wanting to get into business. The thing is, I'm not a businessman. So, I do have advice, but it's not really for a business. Like, my advice is, you can't really expect to put time and effort into doing something if you've already done, like, a day of work or adventuring or something, like, um, it does sound trash, but get up at, like, six, shower, eat, go see a sunrise. I got more done in the, and I was happier doing it in the two hours before I started working in Riles than if I sat at my laptop from six o'clock in the evening to eleven o'clock at night with a melted brain. I always say you have your nine to five, but outside of that then is your cream of it. Yeah, if you want to do something, do it before you start work. Don't do it after. I was up at half five most mornings. I'd go for a skate, I'd eat food, I'd shower, and then I'd sit my computer editing from six to half eight, and then I'd, or geez, six to nine some days. I like shop didn't open until half nine, and I just walked down to work. And in those two, three hours in the morning, I'd get more done than if I sat at my laptop for five hours after work, because like my brain would just be melted. I would have no interest in doing it. Have you a work-life balance now that you were doing this first time? <laughs> Not even remotely. No, no. Like my work schedule is everywhere. I, I do some weeks where I'm filming literally seven days. There was one day I had three shoots in one day, so I was like up at. I was in Clarny for nine o'clock in the morning. 
back in Tralee for filming my bathrooms for one, then back in Clarening at four filming for Jane Reedy's, and I didn't get home until like uh, 12 o'clock that night. So like work-life balance, it doesn't really exist at the moment, but uh, you know, it's something I'm, I keep telling myself I'm gonna work on. Now that I got the moose though, I'm gonna t take more time to get outside and go for hikes, go for go camping. To clarify, the moose is the, the moose car. Is the cheese. <laughs> so. Well yeah, now that I got the moose, I can, you know, get out more, more inclined to get out, more inclined to procrastinate. Plans for the future, James Maher. So, God, plans for the future. Yeah, when I saw this, I couldn't help but laugh. Like, I don't plan for the future at all, not even remotely. I don't know what I'm doing in three weeks. Are you setting goals? Oh, God, no. My goal is just to keep going. Like, I'm offered new jobs, I'm offered new projects, new cool things to do. If I'm planning about what I want to do in six months, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. Very well said. Tell our listeners where they can find you. So the best way to find me would probably be my, my Instagram where I post all my stories on. That would be my evil Charmander Instagram, like the Pokemon. I have my other Instagram too, which is like Maher Media too, where I post a lot of photos and things like that. Um, but I got my website too, it's mahermedia.ie. Uh, other than that, honestly, Instagram. Instagram is everything. Cool. James, thank you very much for being a guest on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the 13th episode of the Bizchipreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ross. I will see you back here next Thursday as we chat to another business entrepreneur who tells us their story, tips, tricks, tactics. Give us a follow on Instagram, Bizchipreneur Podcast. Rate, share, tag, comment, like, whatever it may be. Show me some support and we'll go from there. Sound. Bye-bye.